Elton Dunbar built his log ranch after the war under Freeman's Ledge. Hammer Creek flowed quickly about 200 yards beyond a long line of lofty oaks in Manzanita. Everything went to his son when Elton died a few years back. Tom moved from Mississippi and maintained the house with his family. He raised a few head of cattle, minded his own business, and had no battles with the Turners. Now he was dead. Jake slowed Menowar along the Cascading Creek. A dozen people had gathered under the tree clump ahead. The burly roadie Turner moved wildly on his black steed in front of the boisterous crowd, trying to move them back. A thick hemp noose dangled in the midday sun from a bare branch extending toward the creek. Dan Dalton, his hands tied behind his back, stood next to the dark stallion. Jake pulled out his colt and fired into the air. Albie, never missing an opportunity to create commotion, fired both his revolvers upward. The crowd turned and Menowar galloped into the encampment. Fat Junior Turner quickly looped the noose over Dalton's neck. Jake fired his gun again and pulled back on the bridle. What the hell do you think you're doing, Junior? This man killed Tom Dunbar, said the unshaven Mike Turner, standing to the right. All his brothers looked the same, dark eyes and hair, beard stubble faces, and pig snout nose like the old man. The heavier Junior walked up to Jake. Well, shot him in the back. Mary Ellen Dunbar, her brown hair a tangled mess in the breeze, held her two children back in the crowd. He killed my husband. You ain't gonna let some murdering bastard go free, are you, Marshal? Asked Rhodey, the eldest and most arrogant of the three Turner boys. Well, I don't intend to. Good, that's what we wanted to hear. Rhodey turned toward the bug-eyed junior. Loop that noose around the son of a bitch. Jake vaulted off Menowar and drew his gun squarely in front of Rhodey's beady eyes. Belay that, Junior. This man is going back to my jail. So, the marshal won't serve justice, said Rhodey, stepping back to Junior. What's the matter, Marshal? Worried about what the judge might say when he comes to town? Jake, with his gun still drawn, trailed the smaller Rhodey across the dirt. This wouldn't be the first time he shot somebody threatening his manhood. You can talk plainer than that, brother. Rhodey stared at his gun hand and looked at Junior and Mike. Don't try nothing, cried Albie, his guns pointed at the other Turners. Jake sensed fear in Rhodey's little eyes. Rhodey looked back to Junior and waved his arm. Let him go. Now why don't you and your brothers get back to your place and you tell Sam how you're out here this morning trying to string up a man without a fair trial? Well, Pa is for it said Junior. Shut up, Junior, yelled Mike. You haven't heard the last of this, McBride, said Rhodey. He and his brothers strode together back to their horses beyond the trees. Jake turned to Albie, and then they mounted up. Bring him in, Albie. Close call, Danny, close call, said Albie. Turn our horses produced a dust cloud along the creek. The brothers crossed at the ford and headed west under the high clouds. Elby pulled out his glistening bowie knife and sliced the rope around Dan Dalton's wrist. Mary Ellen, clutching her children, wept as Dalton, only in his early twenties, staggered forward and meekly stood in front of Jake. 
Jake did not see guilt in his blue eyes. What happened, Dan? Well, I rode in, Marshal. I came to borrow Tom's saw. Talked about it yesterday at the Aurora. I got witnesses. You rode in, and what happened? I, I, I found him dead on the floor. I run out just when his wife and kids come up in their carriage. Jake stroked his chin and studied Dan's glassy eyes. You killed Dunbar, Dan? No. Okay. Jake checked the clearing back to the house. You'll have a chance to prove yourself when Judge McKenzie comes to town. Albie, bring him back and lock him up. We'll do, Jake. We'll do.